Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Time now for the Live Wire with J.D. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! What you got, Marlo? <laughs> okay. Um, gonna start out because we're a show that's for the people, and we want to make the people happy, including James from Maiden, who sent in a text during a NASCAR interview complaining about us not mentioning "Happy Birthday" to retired Duke coach. Coach K, well, James from Maiden, happy birthday, happy birthday to Coach K, and I got this message delivered to my email during the break. Might take a while. They're, they're going down the stretch. They're going to run after 10. Inside 30 overall. Love. Ooh. Top of the key. Oh! Big time delivery. I'm glad, and I hope that miserable... <laughs> Man is enjoying okay. the retirement that Caleb Love and Carolina sent him off to. Now to the live wire. Yesterday we heard from Julius. Uh, we heard from Luke Keekley on Bryce Young and his rookie season and what he thought. Now we're going to go to Luke Keekley, who was on the Up and Adams show this morning and talked about his favorite memories of playing with now Hall of Famer Julius Peppers. One thing that I think sets Pep apart from people is just. You watch him, and I love when Pep smiles. That big smile that he has was just so fun to me. And I, there was one thing when I was when I was getting ready to play with Pep that I was excited about. You know, Pep always had that dark visor, and I always wanted to be there when Pep got a sack, and he had that dark visor, and the only thing you could see on him was that smile through his face mask. And I was just so excited. The first, I don't remember who we were playing. I should probably know that. But when he got that sack and I ran up to him and it was that big toothy smile behind that dark visor, man, I was like, gosh, this is so cool. You know, Walker, now that I do think about it, like Francisco Lindor for the Mets is is known as Mr. Smile. Got that nickname when he was with the Guardians and then, of course, got traded to the Mets. But Julius Peppers could be Mr. Smile, too, if we were to have one for the Panthers or just in the NFL for his two decades he played at a high level. I could see it. Although Mr. Smile, I don't think, is a great nickname. Really? We can go. Well, we can go to the nickname Savine himself. I like a villain. Well, Mr. Mr. Smile does sound a little jokery. I think yeah. you're right about that. But I feel like if I brought Mr. Smile to the table for a wrestling moniker, you wouldn't be here for it. I think if you, it depends on how you present it to me. If we do present it in a sinister way to where we add that to the character, then I think it could make a little bit of sense. But it does make sense for Julius Pepper because that is one of the things about him. He did have that big old smile, as you would say. So I think that's pretty cool that that's how Luke Keekley remembers his teammate. By the way, the love reciprocated between the two. Julius Peppers did tweet out that Luke Keekley was one of his favorite teammates that he ever had. And that was the second go around with Carolina Clear. Being in 03, there were a lot of players to choose from as well. But I could imagine Julius Peppers enjoyed playing with Luke Keekley, who was so smart, running the middle of that linebacking core. I got to ask, 
Speaking of Mr. Smile, Wes Bryant is trying to wear that right now. Why are you smiling? Any reason, or do I just need to move on? I'm just on? still laughing about the nonsense with Fiddy from earlier. Okay. And names and all that stuff. Yep, there you go. Go ahead, Fiddy, what you got? All right. Well, as our listeners know, former Panther and future Hall of Famer, Steve Smith, he joins the Kyle Bailey Show every Monday. And he was on yesterday afternoon, and he delivered a rather blunt message to the Carolina Panther fan base. One, you got to have patience. And you just got to let whatever's going to happen, happen. Whether you not go to the games, they're going to be successful or not. They're going to, hey, look, all the 49ers fans that didn't go to, this, go to the Super Bowl, they kicked the field goal whether you were at the game or not. They're going to try to build a team, whether Panther fans are in the stadium or not. Just like when Panther fans bailed on us after a 1-15 season, the people who discontinued their PSL owners, the PSL tickets, didn't stop us from going to the Super Bowl in 2003. My point is, pick a side and stick with it. If not, stop complaining. It's getting old, bro. I've been, I've been, I spent 111 nights in a hotel this past media season. I'm just tired of hearing people complain that it's too cold. Is this? Is that? That sports. And pick a side. Wes, do you think when a, a franchise's star like Steve Smith delivers a message like that, do you think it resonates with the fan base or do you think it falls on deaf ears? Um, you know, there's always gonna be huge fans of said player that are gonna listen to it and it might stick uh in the back of their minds, but I think at the end of the day, not really. Well yeah, I, I think I don't know if I really understand the message too much. I, I guess Steve Smith is telling you to stop complaining about a bad product on the field, but that seems pretty reasonable to complain about a team that you pull for if there's a bad product. He's telling you everybody that discontinues their PSL tickets and then not going out there and supporting the team. Well, okay, those guys can do whatever they want for sure, but also picking a team and sticking with it. Yeah, I, I'm still a Panthers fan. Despite the terrible year that they had, I am picking the Panthers to pull for constantly. But also, if we're going to evaluate what we see out there on the field, man, there's not a lot of good that I can point to. I'll point to the good stuff. Like, we can talk about Derrick Brown deserving of a Pro Bowl nod. Like, I'm going to sing Derrick Brown's praises. I'm going to talk about Taylor Moten, maybe more than everybody else. And they might, might want me to stop talking about Taylor Moten. But with a bad offensive line, and he's by far the best one, and has continued to pass, pass protect at a pretty high level, I'll talk about the good stuff there. Like, whoever, right? Tuba Hubbard, think we've been pretty fair. But a lot of the other stuff that's been real bad, including with ownership, hey, David Tepper, don't throw a drink on a fan. It's reasonable. Yeah. Hey, David Tepper. How about you don't draw a play on a napkin and show it to your coaching staff or tell the defensive guy to run a 3-4 instead of a 4-3? Those are my opinions, and I feel like that's okay to talk about when we evaluate our teams with other fans who are listening to us. So I get it. He might be tired. Like, I understand that, having to hear all of this complaining towards the Carolina Panthers fan base. I, Steve, they might hear that. Fans might hear what Steve Smith is saying, and I think Steve Smith, we've talked about this, I do think Smitty is the best Panther of all time based off longevity, and we already had that debate. That's what I think. So maybe it carries some weight with what he says. I'm sure it does. If not him, then, you know, 
then there's not too many that it would carry more weight for that have ever played for this team. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to turn off people's feelings on how they feel about this franchise. And they're going to tell you that when they're at the bar saying, hey, what's going on with the team this year? Like, that's just how it's going to be. All right. The last piece of audio I want to play for you really quickly involves Brandon Miller. We've been talking about what his ceiling is going to be, how he fits alongside LaMelo, all that uh, and more as, as number two pick has delivered in his rookie season. But J.J. Redick, who's been promoted to the ESPN NBA Finals broadcast, so shout out J.J., and as the best NBA podcast, the old man in the three, had this to say about M- Miller's ceiling in the NBA. I talked to I talked to some people in the Hornets organization. It's like, see this guy i can see what i see on the court what's this guy like here's here's some words thrown around smart great iq competitor coachable great teammate detail oriented detail oriented as a rookie come on man buy this guy's stock buy this guy's stock because it physically he has it skill wise he's he has it you have two of the three boxes checked if you've got it up here if you got it in the mindset, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be an all-star, all-NBA type player for years. Agreed. That's how good. Agreed. That's how good Brandon Miller can be. Walker, what would it mean for the Hornets for Brandon Miller to develop into not just an all-star, but an all-NBA caliber player year in year out? They did the hardest thing. They got that guy, and so many people, including myself, didn't think he was that type of guy that had that ceiling. Never thought Brandon was going to come in and fail. I thought he was actually going to help this year. But what he's shown in the first 40 games logged in his rookie season, it's been ridiculous. The shot making's incredible. The volume going up for Brandon Miller and him really not losing the efficiency, that was crazy. Now we're seeing the volume go way down the last two games, and they're trying to figure each other out with a bunch of new players coming in and logging at the least 12 minutes in Bertan's case. And everybody else is like playing 25, 30 out here, really a part of the rotation. And so they'll figure that out. But it doesn't matter what the volume level is Brandon Miller just continues for the most part to make the right play at such a young age can't wait to see what he's going to do what does his play already tell you about where the Charlotte Hornets can go if LaMelo can stay healthy if Brandon continues to ascend even if improvement is not always on an escalator improvement's not always linear sometimes it's a roller coaster and it goes up and down we'll see what happens in the second season but these two guys are really talented, and that is a hell of like a backcourt with some versatility that you can roll forward with, and now you just got to get the pieces around those two. Well, he started to get on the radar of a lot of uh, former players because J.J. Reddick saying what he said and then also uh, checking out all the smoke, and they had a section where they were talking about the Hornets not too long ago. Uh, not the biggest Steven Jackson fan, but both of those guys, uh, Jackson and Barnes, talked about how Brandon Miller, they echoed some of the same things that Reddick said. And um, I forget Steven Jackson's connection. I think it's maybe through AAU or whatever the case may be, but he is very familiar with him and talked about that, how he was made of the right stuff. He said that he was an old-school player uh, like Barnes, and, and Jackson was comparing it to, uh, to him as well, like he does everything else. But uh, when he was talking about that, and comparing them to each other. Wes and, wants all you know, stuff. we don't necessarily want Miller to be a guy that's going to be, you know, fighting and getting into that type of stuff all the time like those guys did. But as far as this, them saying that he's an old school kind of player that's about the right things and that's about winning first and foremost because they were talking about the culture of basketball and how the kids a lot of time they're not – 
brought up in winning culture. Everything's made about them, and they carry that into the NBA and don't necessarily care about the winning because that's what they were talking about with the Hornets and seeing one of the uh, the problems with their locker room. But they were saying that Brandon Miller is a different kind of cat. He's cut from that old school cloth. Yeah, somebody just texted me too. Like it's so clear that Clifford is the one talking about Brandon Miller because those are very Cliffordisms that JJ was rattling off, and so it's clear that it was Steve Clifford saying that. I totally agree, and Steve Clifford loves him some Brandon. Miller. That'll do it for the live wire.